Welcome to The Streaking Show. It's so good to be back with you, and I have my lovely co-host with me today. Thank you. Which is great. We are so excited to be talking with you about some a conversation that came up in the kitchen. A lot of our conversations come up with it in the kitchen as far as what we're looking to accomplish or achieve or do in our lives, and a particular principle came up. It was one of Jamie's great brainstorms that we'd like to talk with you about today. So without further ado, let's start streaking. What is streaking and why should you do it? Streaking is how you set up personal winning streaks. Look at who you want to be and what you need to do to become that person. This is streaking. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jamie. And we are streakers. Through 30 years of marriage and seven children, we have learned the power of consecutive consistency or streaking. To start streaking is simple. You just follow these three laws. Make it laughably simple. Keep a record and join the streaking community. Streaking is your hidden superpower. With it, you will consistently progress and grow in whatever area of life you want. In this podcast, Jeff and I will share all the fun, exciting, serious, solemn, wonderful parts of family, spiritual, professional, and personal life, and how streaking powers it all. So join us in the conversation, join the movement, and start streaking today. All right, so give us the lowdown. What was happening and you know what what was built up to? We're not going to give you the punchline right away, so you got to listen to the story for just a second. Okay, now I've got to tell the story without giving the punchline. <laughs> We were, so we have children that are at that age that they're starting to make a lot of life decisions and their friends are at that age that they're also making some of those big decisions in their life. And I'd been noticing how much time and energy was going into preparing for this. And there'd been a couple times that in our conversations, they had talked about what they were doing to prepare and all the things that they were doing to, to be ready and to feel like they were ready to go. Mm-hmm. And when they felt like, and when they would feel like they were ready right. to go. That, that they were like, okay. I'm so what was happening and what I was observing is that they were preparing and preparing and preparing. And then they'd get pretty close and they would say, well, I'm just going to put it off a little bit longer because I don't feel prepared yet. There's a few more things that I need to do. I'm going to put it off. I'm going to put it off just a little bit. And I recognized something that was happening that I thought was really important. And it's something, the reason I recognized it is because it's something that personally I've looked at a lot myself. Yeah. And it was, can I do the punchline? Yeah, you can do the punchline now. (laughs) What I recognized is that preparation is so important. And we have in the world that we live in, we have a lot of resources to prepare for things. We have lots of things online. We have lots of friends. We have lots of places that we can go to see people that have done what we've done and to get prepared and to, um, so that we can be ready for it. Mm -hmm. But what I was noticing was the feeling, the personal feeling that you have to be able to move forward. And what I recognized is I thought there are things in life that no matter how much you personally prepare for, you will never feel prepared enough, no matter what. And so that what I told, what I was talking to Lily about is I said exactly that. There's things that you will do that no matter how much you prepare, you're always going to feel like, well, maybe I could do just a little bit more. And maybe the truth is you could, maybe you could prepare a little bit more. But what I recognized is that that feeling of not being prepared may not go away. You may have to take a leap of faith that to start on that journey takes that first step 
And that first step is a leap of faith, no matter how much you've prepared. Like you're not going to be able to prepare enough to personally feel prepared. You're always going to have to take a leap of faith. This was a huge, profound moment for me as Jamie said this. And we're, I remember exactly the scene because we have a great big island in our kitchen and you were standing right on the corner and you, and you just said this, it came out like you will, there are things that you will, and I think most everything, you'll never feel prepared enough to have it. I mean, I think back to when we got married and I think of myself was, did I feel prepared to be married? Right. And I didn't. No. I mean, <laughs> and we could have done more to prepare, but right. we always could have done, but there's right. always more people so you, you look can at talk that, to that's or a more huge books life you can event. read. I mean, if yes. we go back even a little bit further, did I feel prepared to go to college? Mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I mean, I just didn't. Did I feel, did I feel prepared to serve a mission? No. Now, did I feel prepared to become a mom? To become a mom. No. That's what I was going to ask you. Did you feel prepared to become a mom? No. And, and there is <laughs> and a... to raise children yes. and, to, and to be a mom. Did you feel prepared for every one of our children, for seven children. Every single one of them, there's that new feeling of you're like, I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready. I don't know. I'm I not ready. I not I, There's more prepared. I need to do to be ready. Right. I look at um, other, so if we look at other life events as far as, so we've, we've covered marriage, a new job. Yeah. Do I feel prepared to do that? I may, I may have confidence, right? but I'm not necessarily going to be prepared for that new job. There's going to be things that I have to do differently. I mean... And that was really the distinction that I was trying to make is not that like preparation is important and intentional preparation is very important, especially for things that people are relying on us for. Okay. I just thought of one. Yeah. Relying on us, the bar. So our oldest daughter and her husband just took the bar and they, I would say were the most prepared that I have seen of anyone that I've personally interacted with to take the bar. But they did not feel prepared. No, you, you, there, or, or prepared there was enough. still that, there was still that feeling of, I just have to step forward. I have to take what I've done, hope and pray it's enough and move forward. <laughs> right. And that's what I was wanting to communicate that I feel like I've learned through the years of different challenges because I've spent a lot of time trying to be prepared enough. Mm-hmm. And, and that was it. It wasn't that they aren't prepared or it, it, or that you can't even do more. That's that's the paradox is that you are prepared, but you could do more. You could always do more. And so what it really was, was a recognition of that feeling of that. If you're waiting for that feeling that you're like, okay, now I'm prepared enough. There are very, very few things in life so do you think then that, that you that, get that. Yeah, that, that feeling as far as, okay, I'm going to wait until I get prepared enough. Mm-hmm. All right, so I, I'm going to ask a tough question, but you don't have to answer it. Okay. Has that prevented you from doing some of the things that maybe you've wanted to do in your life? Now you don't you don't necessarily have to answer it. Yes. <laughs> I know, I know. It's one of those where And and also So how have you gotten past it then? And that's the question I ask myself is, you know, how have I gotten past this I'm not per, I don't feel prepared enough, but I'm going to go ahead and step forward anyway. I think the beautiful thing the first part of it is recognizing that most people feel this way. So you're not alone. And then the second thing is once you know and understand and can and understand what to expect about how you're going to feel, because that's what I was thinking is I thought this person, Lily's friend was what we were, who we were talking about. He is preparing and preparing and preparing, believing that 
that if he does enough, he'll reach a point that he feels prepared. And that's what I was looking at as I was saying, he may never reach that point. Mm, yeah. And so if you wait and wait and wait, then a lot of things can happen that aren't good. You maybe, like you said, miss opportunities to do things mm -hmm. because you think that you could do more to be prepared. Yeah. Without recognizing that there are some things that you will always feel that way on and that you could always do more on. So at some point, you just have to say, I've, I've done enough. I've prepared enough. I will learn more as I go and I will continue to prepare. But I need to take this leap of faith. I need to take this first step okay, in, so. <laughs> while I feel not prepared. Right. So this reminds me, favorite one of my favorite Indiana Jones is um, The Last Crusade. Yep. And he has the three trials that he has to pass in order to get to the uh, cup of Christ, mm -hmm. right? It's the, uh, it's the chalice. It's what yep. they're looking for. And the third test, the final test, is this great big chasm that he has to cross. And he has a clue, which is that, you know, you take a leap of faith yeah. in order to make it happen. And he's looking across this great big chasm and thinking to himself, I can't leap far enough I to... Can't, yeah. I can't get any more prepared. <laughs> There's nothing I can do. And at the moment, he kind of takes it and he's like, okay, well, I'll just take the leap of faith. So I remember he, uh, the way that they shot it, it was so perfect. He put his foot straight in the air, his first foot straight in the air, and then he just leaned forward and that foot hit a bridge that was camouflaged with the side of the canyon wall. So there was actually a there was way actually for him, a way to, get for across, him to get there, but you couldn't but he, see it. But he had to take the step mm -hmm. of faith to make it happen. Yes. And he had done everything he could to be prepared for that moment, yet still had to take the leap of faith. And I think that that is, as, as we look in our lives at any of the major events that we have up and coming, it's to prepare and then in the moment to take the leap of faith. It's, you're right. Forward. That's like a two-step process. You prepare, you do your research, you do what you can to find out, but there will, you're going to have to take a leap of faith still. Even with all of your preparation, even with everything you've done, you're still going to have to exhibit a little bit of that faith uh -huh. and trust and take the first step when you're uncomfortable. Right. And that, that to me, I keep saying the same thing over and over, but I think that's the part that was revealing to me was because I really felt that if I did enough, I would feel prepared. Mm -hmm. And that's what was the revelation to me is that I needed to accept that I may never feel prepared, yeah. that I may never feel that I've done enough and that's okay mm -hmm. to just accept that and think, well, I'm going to do what I know I need to do. Right. I'm not going to I'm not going to set aside my responsibilities and and totally ignore it. I am going to prepare. But I am also going to have to go I may have to start my journey in the middle of my preparations. <laughs> not when I've got them all tied up in a nice cute package with the pretty bow on top and the tag and it's all ready to go and I can present it to myself and be like, "Yes, let's go." That's not how life seems to work. And yours would look that way. It I want it to look that way. <laughs> That's the whole point. So the question then that I, I want to discuss just a little bit is, so how do you make that step? How do you decide when you're, you don't feel prepared enough, but what it is, what is it that helps you make that step? And how is it that streaking in all in different areas of our life have helped us make that step? And so as you think about that, I was thinking about this in regards to, so I've started several businesses yeah. and I never feel prepared to start a business. There's always so much more to do. It's 
a lot of times the analogy is you're building the engine while flying the plane. Yes, I've heard it. You're building the bike as you're riding. Or the more terrifying one, I think, is we're building the airplane as we fly. As we fly. And there's right. a, the first time I heard that, I remember thinking, well, that's stupid. <laughs> you're not going to be flying very much. But then as I've gone through life, I've, I've been able to see how much, like how important that is. Mm-hmm. There, there is times that's... Because I, I look at it, so let's go to, so that's business, but let's go to having children. When we talk about having children, you know, I need to have all the finances in place. I need to have all of the necessary living arrangements in place. Mm-hmm. I need to have, and there's any number of things that you can continue to prepare for. But there comes a point where you just have to make the decision to move forward. And what we found, and I want to get to the crux of how do we make the decision, what we found is that it generally works out. There's usually not, there's usually a bridge there. There's usually something that will get us across the chasm. Again, the question I want to address is, how do you finally make that step? Is it just, you just do it? I mean, but that seems so, uh, so cliche. You just do it. I know. So my own personal experience with pregnancy, I don't know that I make that step. I guess you make the step (laughs) to decide to have children. But when you're going to deliver, you do reach a point where you're like, I, I can't do this anymore. I have got to move forward. So there are some times... When you, when you say can't do this anymore, you mean like you're nine months pregnant? Yes, when you're nine <laughs> months pregnant. And you're like... And you just can't sleep and you can't breathe and you can't... All of those things that are uncomfortable, you do reach this place where you're like, okay, I don't care how prepared I need to be. I am ready to have this baby. I've done everything, I've done everything I can everything possibly I can. do. I don't feel prepared, but this child this has happening. to be out of me. So, so I there do think no there more, are... There is no more room in the no womb. no more womb. <laughs> I do think there are certain times that that's one of the ways that you can know it's time to move forward where, where things have gotten so uncomfortable or to a place where you think it is time to go. Yeah. Like we need to move. Yeah. So that's one area. But, but that's something I think... Pregnancies, you know, you don't have an option with that if the baby's going to be born. But in life, we do, I think, sometimes need to be careful that we don't wait too long. Mm-hmm. Um, because Or the window of opportunity closes. Yes, that and that it, window of opportunity right. can close. And you, you know, it's it. something that we've talked a little bit about as far as what uncomfortableness am I willing to live with? Mm-hmm. Am I willing to live with the uncomfortableness of exercising every day? Or am I willing to live with the uncomfortableness of being out of shape and not be later on in life because right. it's going to be uncomfortable on one end or the other. Now, not exercising might be more comfortable because my body isn't acting the like the two-year-old mm-hmm. and ap- raising up against me and saying I hurt everywhere. However, in the long term, do I want to do that uncomfortable? Be- right. And I think that relates to this to what you're saying as far as as I get to the place where the decision needs to be made. What comfort level am I will or uncomfortable level am I willing to to live with? Is it the uncomfortableness of not going to college, mm-hmm. or is it the uncomfortableness of making moving forward with college? Right. Is it the uncomfortableness of not going on a mission, for example, or is it the uncomfortableness of just taking the step and going forward with it? So you bring up a really good point because as you're talking, what I'm thinking the key factor in all of those questions is that you're being intentional about asking the question and you're forcing yourself to look at really what it is that you're wanting out of life. Mm -hmm. And 
And when you do that, when you're honest with yourself and when you're willing to look at it with intention and willing to look at it and say, okay, what is it that I'm really wanting to do here? Then you can look at why you're making the decision you're making. Why am I waiting? Am I waiting because I really do have a few more things that I need to do to be prepared? Or am I waiting because I'm hoping that I'll feel better about this, that I won't be nervous? And then by being able to answer that question, and and the thing is, is that maybe other people can't answer that question for you. Maybe you have to answer it for yourself. Maybe the answer is, no, there really is a few more things that I need to get prepared. Like that's for real. And, and you're, but asking the question and, and being honest with yourself, I think is the first step being intentional, being intentional. And that brings up something I think that is part of that intentionality, which is one of the mantras that I live by any decision made in fear is usually the wrong decision. So if I am fearful about future circumstances and that's why I'm waiting, that is most likely a wrong decision. Right. Any decision made in fear is usually the wrong decision. Now, if it's I've prepared and now I'm going to take the step of faith and move forward with faith, that's different. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, I may look at it and say, you know what? I am almost there. I'm not fearful of what will be. However, there's this thing. There's really a few things that I need to prepare in order to be ready for Mm -hmm. this next life event, whatever it may be. Right. So I think that as you say, how do you overcome that? I think the first step in my mind is recognizing that your feelings of of being prepared may never fully come to fruition. Mm-hmm. You may have to deal with life not feeling fully prepared. The second thing is being intentional about asking yourself, why am I feeling this way? Is there something more I need to do or or am I just hoping that I feel better? But really, I need to take that leap of faith. I'll compare it to the recent marathon that I was training for. So I had started my marathon training 18 weeks beforehand. And at it's usually about week, uh, four weeks before the marathon, three or four weeks before the marathon, you run a 20-miler. Right. So I ran the 20-miler, went well. The next week, I ran a five-miler on, on the treadmill, and I went a little faster than I should have. My legs weren't quite recovered from the 20-miler. And I strained my hamstring. Yeah. Now, I mentioned this in, in a podcast a couple of days ago. But in relation to what we're talking about, the question that I started to ask myself, am I prepared to run the marathon? I didn't ever feel prepared to run the marathon. Mm-mm. However, on this occasion, I, wanted, I, was, I was deciding between two good things in my mind. One was running the marathon and the other was keeping my streak alive of running or walking at least one mile every day, six days a week. And I decided after two weeks of walking and my hamstring was still, and then I ran a little bit and my hamstring was still strained, that I decided not to do the marathon. I decided not to move forward with that. But it wasn't made in fear. I wasn't fearful about it. I actually looked at it and said, you know what? I'm going to have another opportunity to run this marathon. I want to keep running. And that's, that's what I want to do. So as as you look at that particular scenario, I think that can be applied in several different ways mm-hmm. in regards to being able to look at a scenario in your life, something that you've prepared for, and then something changes. Yes. And now I need to make maybe a different decision than mm-hmm. what I've been expecting. 
or I need to move forward with the decision that I had. Right. Yours is an interesting example because you bring up a good point that sometimes you've prepared, prepared, and prepared, and you may not feel prepared, but you do want to make that step. And there's something inside of you that's saying you need to be careful. You yeah. need to step back a little bit here. And, and life is so fun. <laughs> what were you, I know. What were you thinking right there? I just think you just of had how three many, thoughts go through your head. <laughs> I just love life is so paradoxical. And sometimes when we talk about these things, you look at it and you're just like, well, but how do you know when to go forward? And how do you know when it's time to step back? <laughs> and I think that you had brought up it. And I don't have an answer to that question. I guess that's where I look at it and I think, each person has to be intentional in asking themselves those questions and finding out for themselves. You asked a really good question earlier, though, that how can streaking help with that? Right. And the thing that I feel like streaking has done the most for me in helping with that is getting me started, not thinking I have to be so prepared to do it. And it happens multiple times in a streak. It happens when I start a streak hmm. because I often think, well, I've got to get a lot of things together so that I'm ready to do this streak. And sometimes that's true. Maybe there are some things that I need to put together. And sometimes it's like, no, you just need to get started. But often, and this happens pretty much with every streak I have, I usually start strong. And sometimes and when you I, say start to start, what you mean is by actually deciding to do a streak. I, st I decide to do a streak and I start strong emotionally and mentally. In other words... When I'm doing that streak, I feel good about myself because right. I did it at the level that I wanted to do it at. But then often something comes along and I have a day or two or several days in a row that I'm not able to do it at the level that makes me feel good inside, which is that level that feels a little brag worthy, <laughs> which is not what streaking is. It's not brag worthy. <laughs> and that's what I think has helped me so much is doing my streaks through all of those emotions that you keep going. So in other words, you keep taking that step. And what is the leap of faith that you're taking there? That the small things done consistently is going to make a difference. That every small thing that you're doing will add up over time. And I think the biggest thing that it makes the difference in is that it changes mm -hmm. my mindset. Mm -hmm. That needing to take, that being afraid to move forward because I need to be so prepared Right. Is a little bit, it can, it can turn into like a fixed mindset. In other words, I don't know if I'll ever be prepared enough. Right. Moving forward is training me to always be working towards that growth mindset, which is really that it's going to take effort and continual effort, but that effort is going to look different. Sometimes that effort is going to be, wow, I really worked hard. Like I, I worked hard. I feel good about that effort. And sometimes that effort is going to be, I did it today, even though it kind of was lame and it didn't look so great. And I don't want anybody to know what my effort was, but that still is effort. Right. Because you put the effort in to do it rather than walking away and not doing it. So that reminds me of a post that I reposted on LinkedIn and it was from uh, Ravi Nair and it was Ted Ideas worth spreading, so uh, but unofficial. So I'm not sure what this is, but this is the post. So I'm not sure what this is, but it was good. <laughs> it was good. Your first workout will be bad. Your first podcast will be bad. I remember our first podcast. Oh my goodness. I go back <laughs> and listen to some of those and I'm like, do we still have to have these I out know. there? <laughs> Can we get rid of these ones? Your first speech will be bad. Your first video will be bad. Your first anything will be bad. 
but you can't make your hundredth without making your first. So put your ego aside and start. That is... That's streaking. That is streaking. Right there. It's it's setting aside what it is you feel that you're either not prepared or prepared for, whatever, and moving forward with it. Yep. And doing it in, in, in no matter what the circumstances. And so what you say as far as streaking is concerned, that's it exactly. There's, there's one other post that... Um, I had in here, which was all about uh, mood. <laughs> and it was something about the idea that I'm not in the mood. Oh, our mood is horrible motivation. <laughs> it changes and is unreliable. Instead of letting how you feel determine how we act, let's let our actions determine how we feel. Movement is medicine. That is so Isn't that good? good? That's yes. off the street. I think that's Laurel. She's, uh, she's our she content so creator. Great. She's so good at this. And so when you say, how can streaking help? Because you're right. The way that you feel can be overpowering mm-hmm. and totally not motivating. Mm-hmm. And streaking is getting that first. It's just, just do it. Just get started. Just, I'm just going to do it. It's that feeling. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter how I feel. I'm just going to do it. And then as you do it, you have the higher potential of mm-hmm. feeling much better about mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. As I've as I look at the different areas of life that I've been streaking, spiritual, physical, professional, personal, all those different areas, I think about in the in the physical realm, because that's the easiest to tell your mood. Mm-hmm. I never am in the mood to go running. I I'm not gonna say never. I've had a few <laughs> times. It is so small. But my funny thing is, I always have the mood to go on a run when I'm in the car and I pass someone else who's running. I'm like, oh, I should That's go on a run. That's inspirational. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons why we say one of the laws of streaking is to create a community is because it becomes inspirational. Right. But that's... but I cannot rely on feeling in the mood. <laughs> no. I would do it like not. once or twice a year if I was lucky. <laughs> exactly. Like the day after New Year's. <laughs> And the first day of I don't know what of summer, summer when you want to get in like, there, oh, in your, I'll you get out get and your, go on a run. Your bathing but suit you know body, you want to get your bathing suit body ready to go. <laughs> when you don't, so there's another thing. When you don't do something consistently, and then you are in the mood and you go and do it, it's usually not very gratifying because you haven't been doing it and you kind of stink at it. Oh, so I just okay. So this, I have just started a new master class on intentional eating with Michael. Holland, I think his last name is. Anyway, the first thing that he talks, well, after talking about all the stats of eating and what eating is about, he then says, here's your first exercise. Okay. Now the first exercise is this, log your food that you intake. Just log your food. Now, when he said that, I have a streak of recording every single calorie I eat on a daily basis. And I did this a long time ago because one of the things he said, and I actually posted this in the streaking app is he says, don't be emotional about it. It's just, it's what you eat and mm. just don't, don't feel guilty or bad or any of those things. So just the first write step down what to you eating eat. healthy, the first step to getting financially responsible is, well, let's look at what you're doing. Let's log it. And let's take the emotion out of it. Right. Because the emotion is going to stop you from doing the first step. Which I think goes back to the whole idea of the, the life events that you're looking mm-hmm. at. Is There is something about removing the emotion from it and really just moving forward with that first step. Okay, I'm going to log all my food. And I knew that that was something I needed to do in order to feel healthy. And my 
my eating has changed just from logging food. I haven't been, I, I haven't been like um, making massive different changes, but I have changed little tiny ways mm-hmm. all the time as far as how I eat because I've been logging my food every single day, and that's been years now. I, that's your phone, huh? I don't know where my. Oh, there's my phone. Looking on that, I'm I'm curious now how long I've been keeping the streak alive. Um, it has been years. One thing I wanted to say that is in doing that that I've noticed has been good for you is that it doesn't have counting your calories can get a little bit of a hang up because you feel like, well, how many calories were in that thing? Right. And it doesn't have to be the perfect exact amount of calories. Right. You're just keeping a log of what you're eating. Right. I'm keeping a log of all calories it's I've consumed every day. And just, I just, and mm-hmm. I, and I, the streak lives as I record everything I've done. And I've done that now for 2,796 days in a row. That's amazing. That's, what is that, six years? Yeah. Almost six years? And you just log it every single day. Every single day. And so, but what what happened though is when I started to listen to this class is I was like, oh, I've been doing that. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel any type of guilt. And so it was to your point, I didn't feel like I had to start something. I didn't feel like I had to get all this momentum behind something. So that's a really good point. As you start, as you start, as you continue streaking, you're going to start to have experiences where people say, oh, you need to, this is the first step. And you'll think, oh, oh, I've already been doing that. And really that's what streaking is about, is picking the laughably simple first step that you move forward with. So when we talk about moving forward with a life event, there's a lot of streaks that you may already have wanted to start mm-hmm. or that you are that you are doing that will help you in that next life event. Right. And so if- for example... Sorry. Nope, I don't. think of you're about to go through, you're, you have a life event coming up that's mm-hmm. going to be a major change. Yep. And you have a couple of streaks that you're going to just keep doing. It's mm-hmm. not like you have to start something over. No. And and I we've been streaking long enough now that I'm really starting to see the benefits of the changes that I can see in myself I now are now more visible. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, and the reason I say it that way is because I read a, I, I've been working, I've been wanting to start weightlifting and I've been intimidated by it, but I've also been feeling strongly that I'm like, I need, I need to get stronger. I need to be doing something. So I've been watching little YouTube shorts and trying to understand how, how to do weightlifting and how to start and yeah. good things for my age. And it was great because I was watching this one girl and one of the things, the concerns that was brought forward for women was, well, if I lift, I'll get too bulky and I don't want to get bulky. And she said, it was really cute. She said, building muscle is a very slow process. You're not going to wake up one day and have accidentally built too much. (laughs) And I loved that because, and I thought, how true is that for so many things? Building character is a slow process. You're not going to wake up one morning and have accidentally built character. Like they're th- it's built, these things that we want in our life are built over small, consistent actions that we've done repeatedly and repeatedly and repeatedly. And then you do wake up one day and look back at years of small, repeated action and you think, oh, I've actually changed in that way. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm different than I used to be. Mm-hmm. And that's what streaking can do is it helps you work through, it helps you day to day be intentional about the decisions that you're wanting to make. 
so that years down the road, and we're all going to have, we're all going to be five years down the road, no matter how, I guess that's what we're all going to get older. So we're all going to reach this place where we're five years down the road. And it'd be great to look back and think, wow, all those things that I've been doing for the last five years, or even those few things that I've been doing consistently Mm -hmm. for the last five years, like I'm a different person because of that. I've changed inside and, and I can see those changes now. Whereas each day, you may not be able to see the difference right. that it's making. As you talk, I'm thinking about just the different changes that we've had come in our life over the last five, six years. And as I look at some of the life events that have happened, we've, we've been streaking through all of them. And I realized just now that many of them, the fear was not the reason why we didn't move forward. We actually moved forward intentionally and deliberately and we had made intentional, deliberate, mindful decisions. And as I look back now, it's because many of the streaks that we have were the floor or the foundation on which we made those decisions. And so it became, it, it wasn't as fearful anymore. I wasn't as hesitant. That's the word yeah, I was looking for. I wasn't as hesitant good. to move forward. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, we've been going forward with this. I mean, just in the last, just in the last three months, we've had some pretty major changes. Mm-hmm. And with those, I haven't been as hesitant to move forward because I've already had the behavior, the activity in place that will support those. Right. Now, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to have to learn and prepare and do other things, but I have the base on which I can build in order to move forward with those. Yep. And I think streaking gives you that, that foundational thing that you need in your life when things are changing. Yeah. This has been really fun. Yeah, it's been a good conversation, hasn't yes, it? Yes, and it's been it's been fun to look at it's been fun to look at life stages, stages of life. Yeah. And the different feelings that you have and how in every stage streaking can help accomplish the things that you're wanting to accomplish yeah. and can help you feel more confident as you move forward. So that takes me back to the conversation we had with Talon and I told you about it last week. I was talking mm-hmm. and Talon and I happened on the three categories of streaks, lifetime streaks, streaks that I'm going to keep for all of my life. That no matter what I'm doing, I want this to be a part of my life. Mm -hmm. Time of life streaks, Mm -hmm. which as you go through certain times in your life, you'll have those streaks and you'll retire those. Yes. And then challenge streaks, which are, they're challenging enough, but I'm going to push myself and those ultimately will be retired as well. And as I think of the, I, I just think of those three areas mm-hmm. and I'm like, as you have your events that are happening in life, you'll, you'll never feel prepared enough, but you can have a foundation on which you build to move forward. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better. We have enjoyed talking with you today. Hopefully you've enjoyed the conversation as well. If you would like to chat with us or share with us some of your insights, thoughts, uh, inspirations, please email us Jeffrey, J-E-F-F-E-R-Y at thestreakingapp.com or Jamie, J-A-M-I at thestreakingapp.com Also download the Streaking app. We post there periodically a, a lot and you can follow our streaks. You can see all the different streaks that we have. They're public and so you can see what they are and how many days we've kept them and you can ask us questions there as well. You can download the Streaking app at the Google uh, at Google Play or the Apple App Store also, right behind me on the shelf back here is the Streaking Book. 
written out of our experience, what it takes to set up a successful streak in your life. You can order that from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or anywhere books are sold. And here's one last ask or invitation we have for you. Please subscribe to the podcast. We'd invite you to subscribe to the podcast, rate the app, and review the book. I know those are three things. If you only choose one, that's fine with us. We'd really appreciate it. Until we talk next time. It's the little thing.